0: <laughs> Bo,
1: are you ready for today? I don't think so. No, I mean, I feel like you should be doing like uh, mental push-ups. Oh, are I'm... you ready for some shit show? <laughs> <laughs> that could be our new. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not ready because. get ready four minutes ago uh so okay first off welcome to the campfire show welcome uh today is really interesting because um we have a special guest today very special in the form of erica de la cruz yes baby and
1: she's a hurricane of awesomeness she
0: is she's she's all kinds of cool and uh what are the things that she's into she's
1: I would say overall, like a starburst of the universe, but okay. then to get into Is finer that on detail. Her,
0: that's on her business card, uh, a starburst? Why not?
1: You know, she doesn't even have a business card because people know her. Okay. She okay. has to work so I'm trying to know. give
0: our listeners an idea of what she does. Okay.
1: Well, she's a TV host. Okay. She's an author of yeah, a bestseller yes uh she created this whole passionistas brand and um is part of the or she founded the passion to paycheck event okay and overall she helps people thousands of people each day inspire and uh <laughs> she, she helps them get inspired uh, and, and honestly all of she that helps them perspire all
0: of that sounds great and we're going to get into that but what was most amazing to me is that when she arrived what she was wearing <laughs> or what she is wearing uh, is exactly what you're wearing. I know. Today, Meryl <laughs> is wearing this yellow, oh, like, so excited, bright sunshine kidding. yellow shirt with uh, uh, what looks to be like someone's grandma's doily as, as shorts.
1: It's chic knit. And my like, okay, grandma just passed knit. away, and these are her doilies. So yeah. screw you. I got her family doilies.
0: Something should be closed with the casket. She um, was a doily bull. So so Meryl's wearing yellow shirt, doily pants, or doily shorts. All of a sudden, Erica shows up. Yellow pants doily shirt see
1: it's like we're the simpsons and we're in like the we're gonna
0: post a photo because i've and they didn't talk about no. it and then i'm wearing all gray this is so. because
1: i know see <laughs> this is because and we'll get into this with erica I swear too. swear to god meryl we're I on sw- the, her and i are on the same wavelength and like colors have vibrations so yeah. it's about mm-hmm. surrounding yourself with like joyful things do you
0: use essential oils meryl yes That's what I thought. I
1: know. You're acting like such a rosemary right now, by the way.
0: Well, let's get into this, okay? Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. We'll be right back with Erica. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab a log and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now. Your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Marrow Climo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna be an episode where you just dog on me for wearing gray today?
1: Um, I maybe Erica will agree. Don't I think be maybe a bitch. you could have picked like a like what? a no. bright blue.
0: My place is full of colour. I have a, you can talk, Erica. <laughs> can I thing. talk? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I needed a minute. Need. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> this
1: is not working. I want to jump in so, in so bad. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay. You're in now. You're in with us. Hi, we're in the trust Erica. tree. Let me hold Yay, your hand for you. We're in
2: real. the trust
0: oh, tree. Welcome, Wait, Erica. Welcome. Okay, welcome. there's no
2: dogging on Bo for wearing gray because every Pooh Bear needs an Eeyore. Aww. Right? So oh my now gosh. I'm just somebody's Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are. And yeah, right, exactly. It's, Meryl, I love that you make it Disney. No,
0: no, 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 no. Meryl is the Eeyore of this situation. No, I am. Yes, you are. When no. have I been an Eeyore? Because you're kind of dumpy Meryl? a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, you better watch out because we've got two pooh bears in the house. And we're I was gonna say. All right, over you. I think I'm.
1: He says I dressed up. You guys aren't be. really
0: pooh bears. You're more tiggers. You're a fucking tigger. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. I'm Erica. a tigger.
1: I'm okay with a tigger. Yeah, I'm and a you're Christopher like a piglet. Robin. You're like oh, a piglet. I'm a piglet. Piglet, yeah. piglet. That's oh, Fuck
0: so you. you. Not Eeyore. I'm not Eeyore.
2: You're not Eeyore, but you know what? like the owl. Eeyore.
0: Maybe the owl. Oh, yes, or you would Christopher Christopher Throbbins.
2: You're the you're the decor. You're like Meryl's the bright the bright painting on the wall. You're the I wall. I swear to God. Ooh, yes, true. you are the wall. <laughs> oh and you're my God. like covered in lead. If the whole sky was the sun, you wouldn't value the sun. You guys but are... the whole sky has to be kind of gray for you to appreciate the sun to
1: come out. So sorry, Bo. Oh my gosh. Our... <laughs> and we're so sorry that Eric and I are two suns like setting uh... on your face. <laughs> not, not that. Not at all. I wouldn't
0: mind at this point, honestly.
1: <laughs> so I'm so happy we caught you. What were you Yay, down yeah. in San Diego doing? Okay, so I'm down in San
2: Diego. I'm down in San Diego for a leadership program. So I'm so I run Passion to Paycheck which mm-hmm. is an event in West Hollywood. So it features television personalities. I'm in the television space coming together for personal development because I'm also wow. in the inspirational niche. So together I put the two together via this boot camp because I like to you know you know there's um what is it it's like in movies or whatever that crazy girl who's like hit me Goes down. <laughs> hit me again. Hit me. Hit me again because it feels so good. Well, I put myself. <laughs> well, she's there. The girl that plays her. You she sounds like the last girl event.
0: I dated. That's what that sounds like, <laughs>
2: right? That <laughs> is who I am with personal development programs. Okay. So l- I am in town today because I just completed a year long, basically a year long boot camp. It's it was it's like an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, global leadership freaking program so be careful what you say when you enter to the pr- when you enter the program because accountability wise you're going to be held to freaking account so one year ago i had my first <laughs> be careful Bo. to he's not about. careful and uh yeah they, they whip, whip dip and Whatever else you into shape, so I freaking <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm you. I, I'm not allowed to call it graduating because we're adults now. So I didn't graduate the program. I completed it, Aww. but basically I graduated. See, this get, is your
1: graduation party, your this completion my, party. This is my completion. Uh, I just want
0: to stop for a second. Uh, uh, if okay. I look at your postures, guys, if you want to look at each <laughs> of your legs. <laughs> You're sitting exactly the same way, and it's this pretzeled up That's bullshit. Eric is yeah. my
1: spirit pretzel. Oh, my God. I was about to say you were my spirit animal. 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 <laughs> and we, okay, we're going to go so off topic, but by the way, you still have your beautiful stuffed animal, your baby, your, oh, right? She's,
2: oh, your, my leopard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, my leopard is my life. He, yeah, literally, I have my stuffed leopard, and he has a heart, so he's completely living. We get him dry cleaned once a week. He goes with us places. I put his seatbelt on. And then the other day...
0: Wait, wait, wait. This is coming out of nowhere. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> so basically... You
0: have a stuffed animal.
1: She's the only girl this age that's, that I allow mentally hey. to have a stuffed animal. Like, no, I mean... Okay, so you have a stuffed Eric animal. Is, is, very is, is, cute. is it your,
0: like, therapy cat? No.
1: He's, it's Leonard? Or? He's my best friend. And it's not Leonard. It's Leopard. Oh, his name is Leopard.
2: Leopard. His name's Leopard. He has a little soul. My fiance and I love him. We take him places... And the other day I was gonna get a high chair for him, but Jock got a little embarrassed. <laughs> so I had to keep him on my lap at lunch.
1: Oh my god. And he he for real goes to the dry cleaner oh, every day. No, or yeah. every week.
2: Okay, so he goes to the same dry cleaner every like every other week because I used to just put him for bath time in my washer, but then he kept coming out a little a little haggard. And so I decided I need mean, it's time to send him to the dry cleaners. But yeah, yeah. we tried. So my <laughs> assistant came in, took him to a dry cleaner that I've never heard of, and not only was he, w- could we not pick him up on time, yes. but he came back, and the little guy's ears were looking a little scruffido. Oh, no. And his little eyes were, he just looked like he got hit by a train. And I'm like, oh, my God, and I couldn't sleep one night. I mean, my fiance is like, sweetie, what's wrong? I'm like, honestly, it's going to sound really weird, but I feel like, you know those mothers, and you send your children away to camp, and then they come oh, back, yes. and you wonder if something If something inappropriate happens, Yes, and they
1: have like a prison number tattooed on them. I was like,
2: I'm going to go to the Hollywood dry cleaners this week and freaking ask what the hell they did to my leopard, (laughs) keeping him three days over because he looks like he just got hit by a bus. You guys need to make this a show.
0: Did you? Did you go back?
2: Yeah, I was going to say. So I have it on my list for my coordinator this week (laughs) to figure out what exactly they did because even my blankets came back not looking... They don't look plush. They look. I just bought them. You don't want to sleep in gross dust, and sh- so you
1: send them to the dry
2: cleaners. Yes. But they came back looking exactly like Leopard. Like everything was run over on
1: train tracks. And I feel like the Hollywood Cleaners people would think it's like written <laughs> glamour, but the Hollywood cleaners is probably like people Next get to like a shot out of the Hollywood <laughs> and Yeah. Now, are we also sure it's not your assistant like being jealous of you and like bending his ears on the way home no, or anything? No, like because that?
2: this assistant is Zen and legitimate and a team player. But I would have been wary if it were
1: previous if it were assistant. previous team. Okay. Numbers. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Erica has had some assistance in the past, which I'm sure happens oh, when you get into the influence niche of like people wanting to kind of come in like uh, blood suck off of your yeah. success. Okay. Oh Meryl. Yeah, Meryl got a kick out of out of that one. I thought she was fine. And I thought she was fine, but you can't want to be she had to be a cloud and realize that she's a cloud and not try to like reign
2: well, all over the sun. So essentially, okay, a big part of being a big part of being in the industry is getting content from the things that you're up to. So if we go on to a talk show, my coordinators and assistants need to gather the content, a.k.a. photos, photos and stories, pictures, whatever photos. it is. Yeah. So at the end of some of the shows and episodes we were filming, I, I would go, you know, I won't
0: where's I'll keep the, the assistant
2: anonymous, but I would say, hey, where's, where are the photos? And, and the assistant would say, oh, my gosh, yeah, could you take a few? And she would walk on the set and hand me the camera because she thought it would forward
1: her acting career. And I said, you know, girl, you're this is not the job. Oh my god. This gosh. is not the job. This is so right LA. Now. And then I was very proud of you. So when was the moment that you decided to move to LA and and kind of like jump yeah. ship of, of yeah. the normal quote unquote like scary life? The scary life. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: I feel like I feel like I just got Happy the happier, the more I worked on my personal brand while I was into my nine to five, the happier I got. And I'm like, all right. So I'm on this level of happy. There's no way in hell. I can't not say yes. So, so I don't know. I was reading a bunch of stuff and that's the boot camp thing where it's like, hit me with all the personal development you, you can. Cause then it's like, you get so juiced up yeah. on all the stories that you're like, all right, I've got to jump ship too. Like, here we go. So now I'm, now my commitment is for other people to hear me and be like, or or whatever, just follow my life, whatever I'm up to, knowing that I've, in, in integrity, I've jumped ship. So anyone who's being inspired can jump ship too and be in integrity with whatever, whatever jumping ship looks like, or not having the nine to five, like creative entrepreneurship,
1: creative artist, whatever it is. But they should be ready to work very, very hard. Oh, they got to the hustle. Yeah, cause don't you think on probably hour by hour, you probably work more than yeah. you did before, yes. but, it's all, but it's all on your own. Exactly. So if you're, yeah, if you're looking to start your own brand or
2: business, you're going to work five times as hard, but it's going to mean 10 times as much. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be committed to what you're building. So you can't just leave because you're lazy. You have to leave because you're more committed to who you want to be than who you are are and the
1: ceiling you're going to hit in the environment you're in now oops See, i go through ups and downs what would you recommend for someone that's kind of lazy kind of dumpy uh <laughs>
0: i meant that in a, as a compliment
1: oh beau! thanks for all the ladies out there that appreciate being called dumpy. for all the ladies out there please no, tell Bo dumpy no actually never be a compliment. that's my snow white character dumpy grumpy i have grumpy. to tell
0: you that that's just a response the last couple episodes that we've had uh, m- some of meryl's friends have written to her and said like you're really mean to beau and so I was like, "Well, I'm going to start this episode with a little bit of a little bit oh, of sass. fire, a little, a little bit of, bit of, of fire, yeah, a oh. little bit of fire that motivates me to have make like you, four slices of pizza." Yeah, make for lunch you feel sorry. like I feel every single episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, baby. But like someone, okay. So say they jump ship from their job, and then all of a sudden, a week later, they're like, "Holy shit! I have no money. I have no job. I'm oh. scared." do you pr- do you think someone should kind of like work for a year and and build up savings or start to do i feel whatever like yeah oh that's like the story of that's the story of every person's life who jumped ship so be,
2: so it's not going to be uncommon so i feel like i feel like a yes have some sort of backing before you jump ship financially mm-hmm. that's going to allow like sugar you- daddy exactly whatever whatever that method looks like for you you go save it and once it's saved then you have the freedom to jump ship and sort of have a cushion but you but exactly i know what you're saying because i've had the freaking lulls where i'm like i would rather watch the bachelor season finale then go write a pitch yes exactly a
1: hundred percent and with freedom also comes the sometimes free will is not the easiest you you choose like the path yeah. of least resistance have you had like weeks like that or oh yeah
2: really oh god yeah hell yeah where i'm like i'm a i'm a freaking leopard and i sitting back with a disney
1: movie <laughs> in my bathtub he can't go in the wait tub. stop
0: let me think about that for a second
1: <laughs> i'm just
0: kidding i'm just kidding
1: he, what if he's like the leopard is like 90 percent of the scenario that he's picturing <laughs> he's so
2: cute the leopard oh my little I love him. Does I didn't he bring- come with you on? Usually. Yeah, okay. I take him on trips, but I didn't bring him on this one. He stayed with his new, a girlfriend sent me a panda bear. And so now I have the panda on my bed, but I don't know if he can be integrated into my sphere yet so i left leopard behind to kind of feel him
1: out he's welcome to be on the podcast anytime yeah, he does he oh He'll God. be the first
0: today we have leopard yeah,
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and so you're kind of our our first non-shit show of a guest so <laughs> today we wanted to have some uh talk about like maybe how people could not be a shit show <laughs> and um your path into just kind of like owning your brand owning yourself um yeah yeah got so, it yes yeah, st- start with uh, what was what would you say like so you left you went up to LA yeah I know you've been involved in a lot of like self-development totally. stuff in general um I know like Landmark is that yeah so
2: you, la- so Landmark is it so Landmark is just one of the avenues I've done a ton of different things so okay got it so basically people well, okay a, thank you for categorizing me as not a shit show. Uh-huh. B, you don't know what goes on behind the Instagram curtain. But, <laughs> Ooh, we're going to pull it back today. <laughs> right? But, yeah, so exactly that. So if you don't want to be a fucking, if you, oops, can I say no, that No, you
1: can more? say fuck all it's day long. It's a shit show. Yeah. I can say fuck? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I Do you like
0: want to just say it for no reason? Fuck. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that feels so good, Actually, and I, I feel it. that felt good for me.
1: Fuck. I, fuck. <laughs> I like fuck. All got right? strong, I like the word you got a
0: strong fuck. K sound at the end of that.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it's a hard K. I'm okay with the
2: word fuck. Yeah, so essentially, if you're looking to not be a fucking shit show, (laughs) back yourself. So if you're leaving, so I left the nine to five, and then if you don't have structures or accountability or something that resembles, like a nine to fives, corporate businesses work because they have structures. So even though you hate the meeting you're going into, (laughs) even though you hate that meeting, the meeting... Holds you accountable. The yeah. meeting gets you together to talk about the vision. The
1: leaders, the bosses that you hate. Oh, my God. I just had a light bulb go off. You're right. So if you take, <laughs> no. no wonder why all this time, like, if you take away <laughs> structure, sometimes, like, nothing happens. Oh, nothing because,
2: will happen. Oh, Erica, that's already a gold nugget. Dude, Perfect. Yeah, so, like, you're like, oh, I'm my, I'm my own boss. But now you have to dedicate or, or designate someone to be your new boss, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. So, like, either accountability buddies so I had, I had a few accountability buddies after I left. And then basically seeking out meetup groups, um, entrepreneurial programs, personal development, like books, podcasts, communities, whatever they are, integrate the hell out of yourself into those into the niche that you're working to build your business in because the other reason that companies work is because you have a company culture and a company community. So then you feel integrated. You feel like people are around you doing the same thing Supporting you. If you're, you cannot lone wolf your way to having anything thrive—brand, business, a show—if you do it alone. So you have to a put yourself into communities like that, which is what I did. B, first I had an accountability buddy, then I hired a coach, and I took out a freaking credit card to hire the coach, knowing that I was dedicated to making all that money back. And how did you pick your coach? I picked my coach. I picked my coach because I got asked to speak at this entrepreneurial summit because I was inspirational speaking to. And then at the summit, I just res I res- resonated I resonated with this with one of the guys, the one of the speakers and his message. So, then I talked to one of his clients, who's a really great friend of mine. Personally, he vouched for everything that he was up to, all the like all the soul level sales they mm-hmm. were doing. And I'm like, all right, well, right now I'm looking to generate revenue. That's my first stop on this crazy roller coaster. Do you think that it'd be worth it to talk to him? And he said, yes. So personal referrals, personal references, because everyone out there is going to have the answer you're looking for. You ask them, oh, freaking, if you have $1 in your pocket, they're going to say they have the solution to your problem. Yeah, yeah. So get, your, get the personal referral. And then I had the lunch, and I felt challenged, and I felt – pushed but I but my gut was still in so if your gut is like no no like listen to your intuition but my gut was like I could use this and I need this and everything in my body was like this is too much money this is going to be too much work I don't know what I'm getting myself into but it felt more like growth Mm -hmm. so it felt more like oh I'm going to be stretched past my freaking limits and I know this sounds crazy I don't know if I should recommend this but this is what I've done And it was too much money. It was more money than I freaking had. So I'm like, all right, what's it going to look like to open up a credit card, to enroll a partner, to loan me the money? And I freaking did it. And by doing that, I was able to ask clients later who wanted to work with me if they didn't have the money. I'm like, that's a story. I know it because it was my story. You can do anything you want to get this money to do the program to do anything you want, right, right, if you actually want to do it, uh-huh. yeah. and all of a sudden, I like was when like, people say, "I don't badass. have enough
1: money to go to Europe," I don't have oh, enough money. God. I, I know. It's a story. Yes, it, it's a story. Exactly. Yeah, it's a way that we all keep ourselves small. And oh, yeah. you
2: keep yourself small, yeah, and then yeah. you keep yourself in this like you basically avoid your freaking power. You avoid it, and then you enroll people in it. So here's the scary part if you don't surround yourself with high level human beings that's why I was when Meryl and I met I was transitioning and I'm like perfect she's high level
1: Aww, we're I love on that. it together in the winter circle
2: exactly <laughs> but if you surround yourself with with people who are so caught up in their stories that they're going to enroll you into those so then you're listening of them you're going to relate to them like the story oh okay so i guess they they don't have they don't have this they don't have x y and z they don't have a, enough money here they can't leave the job because of this and all these reasons the reasons that they're using to keep themselves small, you're going to be enrolled. And so you're going to become a part of a circle who thinks that that's the baseline of reality. But if you are hanging out with the human beings that are freaking up leveling, they're listening. They're listening of what they do themselves. They're listening of who people are way past the normal capacity that you'd find if you're not around high achievers. So then all of a sudden you get to talk about the things that you want to do, the things you've done, the accomplishments that you've accomplished and they're going to start listening for you that way because it's as easy to enroll some enroll someone who's your buddy into your excuses as it is to enroll someone into the person that you're that you're committed to being and the difference is that you show up to a community and people are listening to you the power as a powerful leader that you've just told them about that you've done in your life is the freak is going to make or break you compared to walking into a community where people are enrolled in the excuses you have and the things that you should have done and never might do and the money you don't have and all those things. So cultivating a community I think was the tipping point to 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 bridge me into taking my business and my brand seriously. At the right. Time.
1: And I think it doesn't mean to, it, you don't need to like live in LA or somewhere. If someone's in, like Kansas no. listening, that's the good part about podcasts oh and YouTube. And now you can have a community like almost in your head with, that's why I love podcasts so much too, is Absolutely. because like, if you are not surrounded immediately mm-hmm. by people that are up leveling and you know, yeah. doing the best life that they're living and you can still like escape at every waking hour that you podcasts,
2: have. Podcasts. Literally. I have met people who have gotten, who have, from nothing, left their jobs, developed businesses, kept motivation and inspiration alive through podcasts. Wherever you are in the world, you can turn on your phone or you can freaking open your computer and you can connect with the personalities and the stuff going on in their world. Right.
1: Exactly. So people saying, oh, I don't live in a metropolitan city no, anymore. That's that doesn't, yeah, exactly. It. So it has nothing and to do with And what about also like the way that you spoke to yourself differently or the way that you said, you know, people all the time say, like, uh, oh, I don't make that much money, or I don't like limiting mm. statements about yourself. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you try to cut that out as much as possible? Heck yes, yeah.
2: because, oh, yeah, that's like what you speak, you create. So if you're saying you don't have enough money, you're creating that. If you're saying, I can't wait till I have. All of the th- so for me for me it wasn't money. For me, it was like a lifestyle. So if you just start talking about the yummy luxe lifestyle that you want to build, you're creating that and you're speaking. And then people with ears in your vicinity are going to start listening that as your future. And then you're gonna start living into that almost certain future you created with your words. So
1: yeah It's like the matrix. And I think it, it even it works is the <laughs> matrix. It even works for love too. Like when exactly. women say there's no good men out there, I'm oh, like cool. ah, like there's Please. so many there's billions of good guys out there and same and there's billions of great relationships you do out not
2: want to hear i want to
1: hear something like erica de la cruz love dude tips.
2: i have a really i'm really biased so i've been trying to get like, like transparently i've been trying to get rid of the judgment that i have for women who settle <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> right uh-huh. it's bad it's bad oh i love that
2: but but like now i'm getting past the judgment and just kind of Whatever, but before I mean even now, all, every time I hear, every time I hear a girlfriend complain about he's not calling me back or how should I word this text message and all these little games that they're playing, I'm like, oh god, like one of those, one of those. Mm-hmm. So if you're not h- holding yourself to the standards that you're demanding from a man. The man's never going to freaking show up. Right. Like, ever. So, you know that song from Dua Lipa? It's, it's called... The Rules. New it's rules. Like, yeah, I like that one. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you, <laughs> too. I was like, should I drop you guys off at the dance, <laughs> the eighth grade dance together? <laughs> no, literally, or
2: I blared that, blared it all over my freaking house, my household. I'm like, this is what I've been trying to tell women everywhere. Like, one, don't pick up the phone. You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. <laughs> Two, don't let him in. You'll have to kick him out again. Three, oh, don't be his friend. You know you're going to wake up in his bed in the morning. And if you're under him, you, you ain't, ain't getting, getting over him. So it is a muscle you develop. And the moment you get like, Ooh, that sweet, sweet, sweeter feeling. It's like a it's like when you get wasted versus when you have a few drinks and have fun. You know you're gonna wake up with a hangover, but sometimes you keep doing it until you develop the muscle. Hey, if I leave on the high road, oh my God, the long term effects are so good that you never want to go back. So it's a muscle you develop and it's all a mental muscle, but it'll leave you better. It's almost like even with like food with like Body image, whatever. I used to be like, oh, I ate XYZ and this month I feel so bad about myself. I don't even have those thoughts anymore because at some point I drew a line. Mm -hmm. Same thing happened with men and then I created the man of my freaking dreams. My engagement was on ABC two months
1: ago. It was amazing. I Um, know I cried when I watched it. She got engaged at Disneyland. It was a real, like, he, he did. A, it's, it was the a total Erica uh, situation. Like, Thank it, you. you have someone that like Yay. loves you for you, and that also wants to see you like rise and do well. So I feel like that's yeah. also like I can't see you. And I know some people that you've dated in the past. Like, yeah. you need someone that wants you to like stratosphere oh, yeah. into the exactly skyrocket. Yeah. But th- those are the
2: type of partners that come once you draw your line, and you're like, oh nope, I'm never going to be that kind of partner again. So I got clear, very clear on the type of person and partner that I was gonna be and what I expected from the other one and then you just don't move and there's no room for heartbreak or anything and then the right person comes into your life, it's like, oh yes. my god
1: and I feel too like if for people that are single and looking like the more if you're instead of being sad for a day the more you can like wake up and be like I love this coffee the sky is so blue like yes. to get even if you're a guy girl yep. whatever to start like harnessing into your like Claim this dog it. feels so good and like the little things that go on and then you yes. start to get more and more like good stuff too. oh 100
2: percent. because when we are going through heartbreak it comes from a feeling of loneliness or emptiness or like this affection that you're craving so all of a sudden if you look at a cup of coffee or a mug mugs were my thing if you if you're present with your mug or your yummy friendship or the podcast or the show you're building all of a sudden these areas get full and then the heartbreak where nothing was full and it was all empty all of a sudden there's like these little cracks of empty but you're freaking yes. building the muscle with
1: every other area of your life. Yeah. Like, while you're sad, we could, like, drive to Julie and have the best apple pie. Hell like, yes. smell the manure. Like, like life is beautiful and you don't need I, another human right I away. I appreciate
0: all the words that you're both saying right now. Yeah, I, baby. I do.
1: This is good. Okay, good. No, it's really good, actually. And he needs it. And that's the thing is. I, we
0: were literally just outside talking before you got here. And I was kind of going through, like, I am like, I, w- I looked at her. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not kind of present. I'm not connected right now. Mm. I was like kind of in some other place. It just, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks. And, uh, but I know like, like before, before, uh, I've been going through this junk, uh, before that, um, I was in a really great place. I was so excited about so many things and I just let myself lower my standards a bit. Mm. And in, and because of that, there's so much, uh, it's sort of like, little droplets of poison, you know? And it's like, at first it doesn't really, it doesn't kill you. But then you're like, oh my God, the water is not only just a couple drops. It's just like, it's mostly poison. Yes. And I'm drinking it straight up. Like, what am I doing? And I've got to like clean my system out a bit and start and remember like, there is clean water to drink and I just need to go to that new well.
2: Bo, you just hit it on the head. It's like, I just got chills because relationships are like drugs and they can get really bad at points if you're going back for your hit because you need it. Yeah. To like because you just there's all these things that work, but some that maybe don't. But you will thank yourself if you freaking put that phone away, you put that on lock and you go cry your freaking eyes out with your best friend instead of texting that person (laughs) you're thinking about. Yeah. You are gonna thank yourself twice over, three times over the few weeks after because you're the quality human. You're the quality, you don't need to drop down to a poor an energy poor state of that heartbreak you can maintain your energy rich state because that's the only time that other energy rich humans other any en- energy rich opportunities thoughts
1: that's the only time they can get to you and to think like where would you find someone like an erica at like it doesn't have to be a oh. leadership thing but you know like to, to, to hang out tips. in yeah. in like areas where oh, sure. like-minded people that are like are yeah. working hard are going to be and sometimes you're lucky and you find those people on bumble or you find those people at a restaurant but like to immerse yourself in more, like how you said, like a podcast group or more of a community 100%. of like... hundred percent. ...where someone like an Erica would be.
2: I'm not going to lie. When I was dating, at the time, my fiance, this was like, it, it's our three-year anniversary today, Aww. and there's a an entrepreneurial summit going on in the city, and he flew in for that, and we went on our first date three years ago, but what I didn't tell him at the time, because it was just our first date, was I had met three of the most amazing quality men I've ever met in my life at an entrepreneurial conference. And that month, right before I met him, (laughs) all of a sudden, I was going to these things to better myself, all these personal growth, personal development, all this stuff, and I was like, oh my god, I never have to want. I'm never gonna have to want for a relationship. I will always have one, I will always find one. Because if I ever think like we're the quality humans, well, where are the quality places and events and conversation? So I always follow good, wherever the good conversation is going to be, often the good human beings are going to be. And that's not to say that in a bar, you're not going to meet the most amazing right, right, right. partner of your life, but- if you're going to places that are aligned with the types of conversations you want to have the rest of your life,
1: chances are other people are going to want to have the same one. Right, or if you want to sit at Applebee's and talk to someone about how their exactly. like card never works or never, nothing against Apple. <laughs> Applebee's is great and you can and I was going to say you can, you, have, you can have you have great conversations at Applebee's, but I'm saying like maybe mix that in if you're already planning for that on a Friday night, then like on Saturday plan to maybe do something Maybe it's more
0: like this, Meryl. Maybe you've <laughs> already been going to Applebee's and it's not working out. Yes. Maybe try a different place. Exactly. To try to look a, for a like-minded, like-minded Like uh, you know, people with the same goals or yeah, 100%. And there's
2: so many like meetups, Facebook groups, events going on, like just the conversation, the sheer quality of conversation will set you up as a little clearing for other things to come in to your clearing. Oh, you know, don't want that, okay, thank you, bye. Yeah, like I think Meryl, actually,
0: I think you're really good about that. You say no a lot. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> when I, you, I have you're like, my nope, umbrella. You're, like, because you just go, nope, not going to do that. And I'm like, oh, really? Because I know like, some
1: things that are like Erica also really helped me like shape things under my umbrella. And I think you had some really good advice uh, for me and for people like about setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk with you about that too because oh. you're also someone that because you are like upbeat and energetic, people yeah. flock to you. So how does it work when you have that, but you need some like oh my god, you need to put it in an arm distance. It's
2: and so crazy that you just said this because. I would never, I love that you're the host (laughs) of this podcast, and Bo because I already (laughs) feel comfortable with you. I would probably never say this on any other show ever, and yeah, what you just mentioned about saying no, and when you're, like, light, other people want light, Uh, all types, not just the light people, the dark people want light, like, anyone in the world is going to gravitate towards something bright and shiny. She's happy. She has stuff going mm-hmm. for her. She yeah. goes places. Right. Yeah. So where do you set your boundaries? So to be honest, this is the craziest part. I set some boundaries up about like, I don't know, a year or two years ago and I outgrew them and literally got to a place. I told Meryl, I got super, I had like this medical health breakdown last month. And for anyone out there listening, if you continue to people, please, and care so much and live in the world of looking good and care so much about how you're going to show up and what the other person's going to think if you don't and all of these things, it's going to
1: kill you. But uh, so, I, so I have questions yeah. about that because I know you already, like everything that you've presented in the past couple of years, I feel like really is authentic. So yeah. do you think your sickness happened? I mean, like I don't oh, wait, think uh, it's because you aren't authentic because you no, are. No, no, no. Like,
2: so authentic was never the issue. So I'm authentically me. Yeah. And part of that is that there's such a huge little love bubble in me that I want to love everyone. And I want to make sure their experience is left on a high note of me with me. So instead of being straight, sometimes I'm nice, but really be, don't be nice, be great. Like Mm -hmm. Don't be, be straight, not nice, because nice can be slimy if you're actually sacrificing your integrity with yourself and your well-being. So what was happening is my schedule, my show, like all of the things about my life grew, but my structure
1: and boundaries, I didn't expand with it. So like everyone wants to meet you for coffee and pick your brain. Everyone. So- so oh, pick your brain that's that term <sighs> makes me break out but you were the one that also taught me to like exactly awesome, let me charge for it and that Great. helped me i said that to someone they never called me back but like <laughs> oh my God. it was yes. someone that like erica helped me because i had someone too like can i pick your brain at marketing can i pick oh. your brain and i hate that term in general but yeah. like yeah to me that's such a draining experience that i kind of like followed exactly what you said and i was like i would love to meet my oh, my um, <laughs> like to you know my rate to talk is like this much an hour yeah. and I never heard back but I'm like at least I like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Demonstrated exactly. until you value
0: yourself no one will value right because it. otherwise you're just it's, going it's around free. town it's like free.
2: thousand and one percent so what I discovered is that when I started my career it was built off a lot of personal relationships so in terms of incoming people I would not exact I did exactly that Meryl I would be like great so here are my rates here are my events if you'd like to come to them yes great. but what grew and what was expanding was my bandwidth and capacity to do to do social type things, which was sort of shrinking while my community of people that I had met in person that I was quote unquote friends with was expanding. And honestly, I just let my mind, I let my mind create this pressure to show up for people such that when communication, inbound communication on my phone would come in, I would look at this message number of like 123 messages per day, And I would be like, those are all the people. I collapsed it with, instead of, that's just communication I'm getting. I'm going to stick true to what I want to do today. I collapsed it with 123 people I'm disappointing. Or 123 people that I let down. And I kind of put Erica last on the totem pole, showing up for people that I like technically wanted to, but I had to restructure my boundaries because I literally was just typing on a computer January 4th and I'm like, that's weird. I couldn't really feel the keys. And then I like went to touch my shoulder and like kind of my facial area and I couldn't feel, Oh my God, my face or my facial area or my shoulder. And I'm like, was it on your left side? Cause I like, no, any, it was oh both places. So I'm like, this is weird. So I called my fiance who was across the room, the building but I didn't know if I could get up and walk. And I was like, Jock, Jock is his name. I'm like, you need to come over here. I can't feel my face. And so he came over here. We called our friend who's a doctor, his mom who's a nurse, tried to figure out if I was having a stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, I went to a practitioner who has been in our lives for like three years. He's amazing. And he goes, okay, sweetheart. And he gave me a few tests and he like held both of my hands. He's like, don't let me pry one open. and. Sure enough, I was trying not to let him pry it open, but my fingertips weren't strong enough to hold his hands and he goes, "So, I want you to look at me. Do I look worried?" And I said, "No." And he goes, "Do I look worried at all?" I said, "No." And he said, "I've seen this before. You're going to be fine. We're going to talk about this." And essentially, since mentally I felt totally fine, really? and I was like, yeah. "Oh, but- yeah, nothing. Like I'm just living my life." Physically, my body went, nope, no, no more. You need way more time for Erica. You're people pleasing. You're saying yes to too many things. You're filling your day with too many items on your list. And it basically went numb for me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So now I thank it. I'm like, thank you, little body. So was it,
1: and also we had a, one of our good friends actually had a very similar experience where she had to go to the hospital yeah. because yeah. her half of her face froze and everything. And it ended wow. up being stress. Like that's, and she was our yeah. Yeah, we age. Like, we were
0: all thinking that she was, she had a stroke or there was some kind of palsy 100%. going on. And it was just stress.
2: I got an MRI, the whole thing, just in case. I got a blood test. Yeah. It all came back negative, And sure enough, The minute I reconnected to like my source, I got that I was over, I was, I was just over pleasing the world and people. So I had to get that, I had to get that saying yes to the things I wanted to do, saying no and creating boundaries were going to be everything. And my case was a little interesting because I had, I hadn't slept for, I slept 50% of my week for probably half of a year before that happened so my body was like doesn't match doesn't match doesn't uh, match you can't run off two days or three days of sleep per week yeah and exert yourself and me it's weird because I was taking the high road and I was like all right if I didn't sleep last night I can't just take myself out for the day and you just not
1: sleep like then because you want to work or because you are no,
2: just- because it just it was weird I just stopped sleeping and I've had that for a while but it was like almost overthought or it was like overthought or feeling this weird pressure that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm very clear on that. But a month and a half ago, I this pressure was super real to me and I didn't think anything was wrong. And my body was like, no, nope. I like, need rest. Wasn't yeah. sleeping. And it put me, it had me reevaluate. So instead of committing to 10 things that I really loved, that is where it had built I shaved my schedule down to 10% of what I was doing. I
1: think that you shaved your hair off. Like no, hell Britney no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, I was not Britney. I didn't have a Britney moment. With the hand that was working, you like, took a razor and you're like, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this no, is going on. But I did whittle down my
2: whole, all my responsibilities. 10% of what I was doing actually mattered to me. So we need, So stopping to reevaluate the one thing that's going to get you to where you want to be, instead of saying yes to the 100 things... Because then you're just spinning around in a circle instead of in, inclining at all. So I feel like the world, the universe, because it has my back, was like, Hey Erica, you are expanding, but in ten different directions, you're never gonna get to the height that you want. So yeah. so reevaluate, choose the one direction, and then we're back in motion. So it was good. But yeah. Wow,
1: I didn't know that. And I Isn't think that crazy? Yeah, and I'm definitely one of those 123 people that are always like, Hey <laughs> Um, I wanted to also jump to hosting and like red carpet events because you're awesome at it and how did you get started in that I
2: love you I feel like how did I get started oh I barra- I like barraged in in college I knew that my I knew that the head of my department had a relationship for when comic-con came to town mm-hmm. and I'm like just let me just let me in let me do something let me volunteer so they let me in and then once I met everyone, I started volunteering for more red carpet opportunities. Which you
1: are, like, perfect for. I love you. Because you're friendly. Not like, yeah, that's perfect. It's my favorite thing. I'm excited. So,
2: yeah, basically I started volunteering. But then I started getting referred for the paid jobs and these news outlets. And then it's, it's really a network of who you are and who you know. Because who you are plays a huge, huge critical point in entertainment specifically. Because someone who's like, oh, I don't do anything for free – it's gonna work in some industries when you're starting out, but when you're starting out in entertainment, ten people are going to be
1: in line to do the job you want for free, right? So, like especially like a community's film awards, like those are the types of things that usually
2: exactly pay
1: little or not at all. But then it's like you then you build on that and
2: yeah, hundred percent. So I'm like yeah. So it was interesting because I always started with a mentality of what can I do for you, and I didn't even worry about the whole the monetary thing. Just fell into line uh-huh. and then. And I don't want to generate my revenue from, like, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I'll, I'll generate my revenue from events and programs and, um, you know, referrals and other things that I have going in my business. So to start out, that wasn't, like, my main focus. I wanted to do something else that would allow me to do my red carpet
1: stuff, so. And what do you think was the first, like, big celebrity that you had that you talked to?
2: Uh, definitely Ellen. I was like. Ellen? Yeah, People's Choice Awards. I was at, it was the People's Choice Awards. It was Ellen DeGeneres. And I, like, am so in love with her that I just was, like, (laughs) shocked. But I had just watched an interview with Portia, her wife. Mm -hmm. So the minute they came up for the interview, I told Portia, like, I've read your book and I loved this interview. And immediately Ellen, like, loved me because I didn't talk about Ellen or to Ellen. I talked about her wife. And she was, like, good on you. And I'm, like, thanks. And then Portia's, like, oh, that's crazy. Most of the time they know, obviously, they know what she's up to, but it's not often that I hear about the things that I've done in the media. So that was amazing. So right there. Good yeah. for you. I like Hell that. Yeah. Which was cool. So, so was that was like, your
1: very first, like,
2: well, my very first, like, Oh, I guess my very first celebrity was like Alan Arkin. Oh, Alan my- Arkin was, um, kind of the first big interview, uh, Michelle Monaghan, uh, Josh Demel, They all came sort of first. And then, from that, then I went to LA and it was like Ellen DeGeneres and Lady Antebellum and Adrian Brody and just like a bunch of fun with these celebs. But now, And so it was cool because before I used to ask the standard questions that I get from Wikipedia, but now I'm all about inspiration. Uh-huh. So I freaking, I just showed at this global leadership thing I was at this weekend, a thousand people got to watch me ask Paris Hilton about where she's been inauthentic in her life. Because, no, really? Yeah, because where she's
0: been inauthentic. Yeah. Cause oh, nice. now I
2: can just, I want to have the conversation I want to have, like, I'm not out to talk about your lip injections or the Kardashians. I want to know about like what inspires you, what doesn't, what's worked. And like, that's the conversation we should actually be having as a planet. So, and yes. how
1: refreshing for people. Yeah, did yeah. Paris say she's uh, only been authentic for uh, her <laughs> entire life?
2: Yeah, and Paris Hilton was surprising, guys. She was one of the most down-to-earth, kind of like transformed human ever. It was like the complete out of left I field. I like her. I think
1: she's cute.
0: Do you think that's because of the the time she's had in the Maybe, yeah. the light? Maybe, and and, and it's yeah. almost gotten her ass handed to her a little bit. 100%. To be now, she's got to be a little yeah. bit more, like has a little bit more content. Yeah, because corona. people expect her to not have any content.
2: No, people expect her to be rude and -hmm. to be an idiot Mm -hmm. and all of those things. She was the sweetest. She was the nicest, most open, welcoming, welcoming celeb. And the interesting part is we were talking about the work she does with Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm -hmm. She just wants to, like, grant wishes for children. And she opened up all of her time, all of her space, was talking about how it was her dream to meet Luke Perry. Uh, Beverly Hills. Really? 210. <laughs> yeah, growing up. And so it's crazy that kids would want to meet her as their wish now. And so she was just reflecting on that. But um,
0: maybe I want to ask yeah. you, uh, I-, I want that question to be answered by you. Did you already answer it earlier? But has there been a time that you've been inauthentic?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Can
0: you think of one that's like oh, more man. important than others?
2: Let's see a time where I've been super inauthentic. Uh, yeah, freaking absolutely. I feel like, um, a time where I've been inauthentic maybe. Okay. So, so I was chosen to be the leader inside of this program I'm talking about. And that was like a, a, leading 150 people every single week. And I, so here's the inauthenticity yeah. being a host, being a moderator and in entertainment, I know what's going to land with people. And how maybe to make them feel certain things. Okay. And so, like, I remember my, the first time I led this group of like 150 people, people like liked me, but they couldn't connect with me. And it's because I just knew everything that I needed to do to have them sort of like w- the information that I had. Right. And kind say of a the softball, right softball pitching to them. Exactly. Sort of like making it
0: easy instead of making it interesting or yeah. making it maybe you a little like bit
1: vulnerable to no, them. No,
2: right. I wasn't as vulnerable. I was not vul- vulnerable. And I, it's not that I didn't share vulnerable information. I shared like more emotional information, but I didn't share from a place that was me. I shared from what I thought might land. And so I'm trying to do that way less in my world and sphere because it's easy, especially if you're in showbiz, mm. to... To create something that might land with people, but how memorable is it, and how much is it actually going to touch someone? Your lifelong fans are the people that are you're gonna freaking you're gonna hit at their hearts, and you're gonna you're they're either going to hate you mm-hmm. or they're going to love you. And yeah. I was playing in the sphere of they're going to all like me at least. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't piss anyone off. Don't say the wrong. But things. then you become
0: something that's not even interesting. Oh, exactly. You, you just become a forgettable. 100%. Don't you think? Because I, I, I know that we were talking about the red carpet. And, and, and the first thing that comes to my mind and probably a lot of listeners is like the red carpet people are just throwing up these softball pitches like, so you're working on a new project. Yeah. And what feel? are you wearing today? Yeah. It's like, are these the questions that if you got the chance and to mm-hmm. sit down with a famous person, someone who is just a human like you, yeah. but has been able to have these experiences that maybe are very interesting would you ask them something interesting? Like, what yeah. was your biggest? You know, what's your biggest insecurity? Yeah, or you know, that's what a kind of stuff. What keeps you up at night? Did yeah. they give you like yeah.
1: boundaries though? 100%. Of like, is there a red tape kind of on what you can ask people?
2: Yeah, like some some there are, but the more that I, the more that the longer you're in the field, the more you get to create your own cut, co- like your yeah. own conversation. Which is why the event that I have now is all like. Mistakes you made, vulnerable conversation, nice and entertainment. So, like, who are you really? Like, don't just give us what to do. Give I'd us love, I'd love to be
0: who part you are. That. That's, See me too. What, yeah, yeah you guys gotta come in.
1: up to L.A. and 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 be there. Meryl, you're coming, yep, right? Yep, I am. April seventh. April seventh. Passion to, to paycheck. We're both. He's winking at me, but we're really gonna go. We're also, going. my aunt thinks i think she's seen a few photos with you and mario lopez and she's like you're a beautiful friend that's one that's married to mario lopez i'm like yeah that's erica like (laughs) i haven't corrected her yet that you're not like mrs erica lopez yet married to mario (laughs) Lopez. what about red carpet shit show moments where it hasn't gone right or people hasn't haven't been
2: nice that has been terrible yeah there are definitely some shit show moments like oh like basically i'll I'll never forget the first time that my first like (gasps) a speechless moment happened. It was Dennis Haysbert. He played like the president in 24 and he's like the all state guy. All-state oh yeah. Insurance, like, oh, yeah. yeah. gorgeous black man with he's a got deep that, voice. That deep voice. Yeah, mm. yeah. So he, I was like researching a film that he was producing and it was in the Bahamas. Like the whole thing was set in the Bahamas. I'm going to mess it up. I can't even tell you, but I know it was the Bahamas. And <laughs> so he comes on, he is the star and highlight of the event we're at his premiere we're at his screening oh my and god and I literally immediately was like what was it like to film on set in Jamaica oh and he's like and I know he did like a blink blink and he said oh yeah you mean uh, the Bahamas and I'm like y- yeah and I just froze oh no and so he starts talking about it so that's what if you kept
1: saying, no, Jamaica, you like pressed him more on oh, it? Oh, that's
2: strike one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Strike two, literally, because I Uh-oh. had it in my head that he developed an accent for the film. Clearly, it wasn't a freaking Jamaican accent, Erica. But after he corrected me, my next question was, <laughs> so did you have to develop a Jamaican accent for the film? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love
1: that. <laughs> what,
0: did, what did he say?
1: Dude,
2: here's the word, here's the... Oh my God, I love this. This is what makes it such a shit show, is that if he had corrected me, I would have been put in my place. But everyone was confused because he just decided sure. to be nice to me and answer the freaking question <laughs> and talk about the Jamaican accent. So it wasn't until He's I was like... oh, this dumb
0: girl.
1: He probably thought you were the make-a-wish. I was like, that
2: girl. <laughs> I just want to interview this person.
0: In, oh in the background, Paris Hilton's like, this is my make-a-wish girl. Dude, <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: It wasn't until I watched the the film, that, watched the edit, and I was like, Oh... My so it was God, unusable, Jamaica again. Was it unusable? It was like they, they did some cuts and they didn't use
0: <sighs> your lips say Jamaica, but then your mouth Bahamas. is Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. It's someone else's voice,
1: Jamaica, Bahamas. As he's leaving, you're like, Bye, man. <laughs> yeah, what you do? Yeah, like <laughs> hey, here's
0: a red stripe. We got you a gift pack of red, stri- <laughs> exactly.
2: Like later, man. Yeah, but there's always it's like honestly, what people see on camera is this glamorous thing, but every single red carpet is a shit show, specifically when. You have publicists. You have unknowns on the carpet everywhere. Unknowns. I love it. Who want to be known. And honestly, I am all about relationship building. I will always take someone that a publicist brings me. You never know what, you're, like, what kind of relationship right. you're going to forge from it. But right. it's always a shit show. If you look down at the interviewees, like they are always talking. Some of them know you don't know who they are. Some of them are very... Very forthcoming and thinking you know exactly who they are when you don't, and it's a bunch of like hosts asking the generic questions, Bo, that you're referring to, like, how does it feel to be here tonight? AKA, I have no idea what your name is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And the worst, oh my God, the worst one. This is like 101. If you ever see this, hi, I'm here with, and then if if the host. Host one hundred and one never say hi. I'm here with and then put the microphone in the face of your guests yeah, so that they say their name. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yeah,
1: <sorry>. <laughs> Tom
0: <laughs> Hanks.
2: Exactly. Oh, a yeah. thousand freaking a thousand and one percent. And and it's it's funny because I will never do that. I will go without knowing their name and research if I needed to, and just start talking to them yeah. versus having them fill in the blank. Is there anyone that kind of had you like trembling in your boots when? Uh, yeah, yes. Hundred percent, like two people to date. I don't get starstruck easily. I never do. In fact, every time Justin and Bieber, Justin Bieber and I have met, he has literally said, "Oh my God, hey, how are you doing?" Once he hugged me. The other time he kissed me on the cheek because I don't get starstruck. So when I'm like, "Hey, how are you? How's it going?" The first time he said, "Oh, so good. Hey, how are you?" Literally in L. A. You've probably met people. It's not etiquette to be like, I don't know you. Yeah. Right. So if
0: you act like you're, it's no big deal. Then he thinks you guys have met. Right. And and so it's no big deal. (laughs) Exactly.
2: So the first time it was in New York, and I go, you know, I just got in from LA, and he goes, oh yeah, us too. Invites me over to the table. Second time was what? Yeah. Second time. To sit with him.
1: Yeah. The freaking pop bottles. Was Jelena? Was it Justin and Selena? No. 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 no, That was
0: after. Look at Meryl. She's already. Look, she's like. I am
1: so into Jelena. Dude.
2: I, no, I'm not going to lie. Justin Bieber has this, like, mm. oh, this way with me. His freaking despacito, his little... Oh, dude, despacito. Justin Bieber has the voice of an 11-year-old. And oh, he has and these big remember. brown puppy dog. Is he 18 yet?
1: Can I have these thoughts about you him You can yet? have these thoughts. Okay, good. I
2: know, I know. Yeah, but I don't get starstruck too easily. So that's the perfect example. Every time I meet a celebrity, a lot of the time they think they've met me already. Ah. And, and it just comes from this relaxed state. Right. But the two people who have ever gotten me wasn't even it's like nope not ben affleck not freaking uh jennifer morrison not any of those people it was seth Co- seth cohen from the oc what's his real name adam Oh, brody. adam brody literally i don't know why but the preteen in me oh yeah <laughs> because like, everyone had a crush on it i swear as. to god i loved seth and summer in the in the oc yep. growing up in that show so when he came up, I go, hey, for real, <laughs> literally. I was, yeah, I just finished interviewing Seth Green. You right? kind of look Dr. like Evil? Summer, by
1: the way, too, like Rachel, whatever her <gasps> name is. Like,
2: oh, my God, I love that you said that. Thanks, You girl. totally do.
1: I could feel like you. you would be like Seth's, sister oh my like, god i love uh,
2: rachel bilson to the day I yeah
1: you have like her coloring yeah. and her everything so yeah. like so was he nice or was he like he
2: was nice and i was weird and that's all and he was like super nice i was super weird and that was pretty much the end of it um what if justin bieber comes over and he's like calm down you're fine it's exactly. just Seth." <laughs> exactly and then the other least expected was after interviewing paris which i had nothing weird around do you guys know who lele pons is i've heard of her so it's these people it's not the big names that i ever get shaken by ever it's like the people that i've had these secret things about yeah 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 lele pons is was one of the first viners remember vine the app yeah okay she like hit a million views on vine she was hilarious she was just this high schooler like broke her nose in videos because she was so ridiculous But I saw her walk onto the red carpet, and I go, Lele. (laughs) And she's like, "Oh, hey, girl." And I'm like, "Hey, Lele." So let's talk, Lele. And I just keep saying her name. Every single word was like, Lele, 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 Lele. You used to get like taken, carried off the carpet by two men. (laughs) So bad.
0: She's having that stroke again. Dude, (laughs) it was so
2: bad because I'm like. I remember that's so, so I would funny. watch, I would binge watch and just cry dying laughing for hours. Yeah. Lele Ponds Vine videos on YouTube. And now she moved to LA. She was in our neighborhood. There she is. And I'm like, Lele. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> that is very funny. Yeah, no, and I meant to talk about the deep stuff with her. That's what I was there for. And I ended up being like, so who, how are you tonight? And it was like, <laughs> and then it, like the next, qu- it was just freaking terrible, man. It was so bad. I'm like, do you like LA? And then my, our producer was like, yeah, did you get, so what did you get that was inspirational? I'm like, it was Lele Pons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that's good. Mine would be Alanis. I feel like. Who's Alanis? Alanis Morissette? Alanis Morissette? <gasps> Yeah, yeah. Just, okay, I okay, love okay. who's a lot of I love yeah, I yeah. feel like I sometimes I'll just see her Instagram and I think she's so Dude. awesome that I'll just comment like thank you for being pretty, but like like <laughs> I don't know what I expect I her to do, you. but like I always I feel like she, that would be someone same thing, like we're <laughs> a huge star, I wouldn't really like Jennifer Gardner or someone like that. I don't nope. really same thing. But, but someone anyway. like Alanis, I would be like, I am not worthy. A hundred percent. It's those little things
2: like oh man, I can't wait. Like if I ever met um Uh, Oh, do you know S Club Seven? Come on, anybody I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. S Club Seven. Nobody in the world knows, but I know. So I would probably die. What about? How do you feel about Miley as like a Disney fan? Oh, pre Miley, post Miley. Oh my God, I have the perfect thing to tell you. Miley (laughs) Cyrus. Never watched her on Disney. Didn't I wasn't really her a fan of hers. People said I sounded like her. Whatever. Then she went cray-cray, and I hated her. I, like, actively boycotted Miley Cyrus. And I was like, she's a bad example. She has her tongue out. She's writing yeah. big hot dogs. Like, <laughs> no one... Very, like, drug, drug-induced kind exactly. of situation. Yeah, yep. So, all right, so then... Yeah everyone was like, oh, you and Miley are so similar. I'm like, how are we similar? And she's like, she's dating Liam Hemsworth, and my fiance is Australian, and has nothing to do with Liam Hemsworth, but I would get these random things about Miley Cyrus, and I, and...
1: She's also vegetarian, I believe, or vegan. Yeah, yeah. very pro. So
2: what got me was, this is freaking last year, I finally got who Miley Cyrus is and was, and I listened to this in-depth interview. I love listening to interviews. Howard Stern, I'm like... Yeah, he's he's great. a master. He's great. He's a master and his new stuff. Obviously, I'm not a fan of his old stuff, but his new respectable interviews are incredible. So I can't remember if it was him or someone, but Miley gave an interview about this new song that she put out last year. She was going to perform it at the Billboard Music Awards and I was captured and captivated. She's like, you know what? I am a person and I'm a human and, I, and I'm and i growing up in front of the cameras and I went, I I'm just trying to express myself and I'm an artist. And when I, was w- when I was like going crazy and everyone was like judging me and not letting their daughters watch me, I was actually probably not watchable because I was that crazy rebellious teenager. Then what changed her life was when she went on The Voice. And when she went on The Voice as a judge, she was like, I got to be this version of myself that was just like, it was just Miley. Like I wasn't playing a character. It wasn't a music video. I was sort of just interacting with the other judges as me.
0: Wasn't trying to shock.
2: Exactly. Yeah. She's like, I started getting fan mail and online feedback that I've never gotten that rang so true. It wasn't like that was a good performance. It was like, I love who you are. Aww. And she's like, yeah. all of a sudden, I decided I just want to give back. And I just want to like serve the world through whatever g- crazy gifts that I've been given. She's like, that's when... Um, That's when Liam and I started talking about getting back together. We moved to Malibu. He's going to kill me because my new song's called Malibu. And then she just started talking (laughs) about how she was freaking writing this song, writing the song Malibu in her car on the way to something and how the driver probably thought she was nuts because she started singing and writing. And she's like, honestly, she's like, I just repurposed my life as an artist and hope people like it and some they don't and it's phases of my life. And I'm like... That's what I do. I'm my best self for a living. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, totally. You can see
0: the change. I mean, I I mean, I've never been a fan of anything she's done. I mean, I I missed the Hannah Montana. I (laughs) didn't like Miley Cyrus, the musician. I I know nothing other than when she was going through that crazy time. Everyone saw the videos and I, and I kind of looked at it I was like, "Well, good for her cuz she's kind of yeah. breaking that like yeah, image yeah, that, yeah, yeah. of course she's going to do that." Yeah, of course. 100%. Like everyone goes, "Well, you're the clean kid from Disney." And she's like, "No, no I ain't. I'm yeah. not. I'm the dirty girl on a drug." And it's it's clear that she's kind of coming full circle back cuz she's yeah. not doing those things. Socks she it. is getting in this relationship again and, and and again, I don't know anything other than I don't I don't see the same crazy Miley Cyrus exactly. but it has to be so impossible for people who are in the limelight like that. It's like 100%. Yeah, it's yeah. it's I mean, I have so like hard.
2: a small dose. I mean, it's weird. It's like a small dose of a tiny environment. Loving you and needing you and judging you and wanting you and hating you. And yeah, like yeah. I've gotten I got I mean, I got hate mail from a, a woman I didn't buy a doll from. And like she came out with this doll line. <laughs> Wait, what? I swear to God, this line of dolls. And we had met once on a red carpet. And yeah. it was like I was getting public hate. I was getting. Wait, I mean, Is
1: this like the Annabelle doll or like a
2: dude, scary? I don't want to. I'm gonna live, it's yeah, going to remain anonymous. We will promote her doll. Yeah. It's going to. Well, no, no. I mean, the story like, is
0: crazy just in it's itself. It's just like nuts right.
2: because I didn't have the bandwidth to get to get to my Facebook messages. I didn't even see her message, and just the amount that I received back was like, whoa. And I'm like, great. And you know, my fiance, he's like my biggest freaking fan, other than other than my mom and Meryl. Yeah. But <laughs> it goes and that way. Maybe Meryl's yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's like, he brought me like flowers, and he's like, you know how many haters Oprah has? I'm like thanks boo yeah but See, like i, I think I, I,
1: I sent you a screenshot yeah. of when someone like commented on my really jewish nose or something yeah. and i like was so excited to just show erica yeah. this because i knew that she'd be so excited when girl like,
2: got hate mail i showed my fiance we
1: celebrated at home because we were like <laughs> yeah baby i was very excited because he was so mad and said like what he was mad that he thinks i have the right to like influence people or something and he wrote this big long thing about like wow your jewish hook nose the, it's oh. like, and, right, that's, that's awesome I was going to say yeah like, have a nice life I too. think there's a
0: podcast out there that where somebody like actually confronts people who say horrible things on the internet to them oh my god that's amazing it, it's like a response to the podcast is actually about how he goes out and like someone says some shitty thing on the internet like you're you know you're fat yeah, and ugly yeah. and he's like Okay, well, I want to hear you out. So let's talk about that. Will you be on my podcast, and we can just talk about this? That's thing amazing. See, I love that. was like yeah. the the person that was doing it was like a YouTube star. Yeah, and then people would be writing comments on his YouTube, and so he started a podcast in <gasps> response to. And That's I think it was amazing. like shit that people say to me, or like uh, I don't know why I hate. It's something I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And yeah. I
1: think with you too, a lot of people probably see you wearing pretty dresses, the fact that you like Disney. But I'm like, <laughs> no, hidden deep inside, not even deep inside, hidden very there too in is in like is inside. a ninja as well. And I love Ooh, that you like you. prove people different how they might take you yeah. and like first perception because it's like I love you. you know and I think a lot of people are oh she's pretty or she wears nice outfits so you get stuff like handed to you and that's yeah, completely right. the opposite. Yeah, freaking right. I oh know. Oh my god, I think I've been through
2: more shit than a toilet. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. No, I love you. Thanks for yeah, thanks for saying that. And I, I know my real friends realize like, this is a perfect example. I got engaged in Disneyland and like people who don't really know me are like, oh my god, we're gonna see you in a tutu as your wedding dress. People who really know me are like, you're gonna have the most sleek, sexy, yes, like, like, a freaking, yeah, exactly. And I know that it's it's a weird example, but I'm like, yeah, because you know who I really am. Like, uh-huh. I'm out to freaking cause shit as a powerful leader. And I like Disney and dresses and leopards. It's fine.
1: Right, and you <laughs> could be that way too. Yeah. So uh, exactly. the book that you and we'll wrap up soon, but the book that you put out is what time? Oh, do you have to?
2: No, I'm all good. <gasps> Oh my God, sorry. No. As I'm doing this, Steph is coming in. Okay, but yeah, this is perfect. I'm meeting my fiance at two. <laughs> I'm going to text
1: him and tell him I'm a little late. Tell him we love him. Okay, okay yeah. I'm going to well, tell we'll, him I love him. We'll wrap oh, yeah. up really soon. I just want, because uh, I love, and I'm so proud of your book, and that's amazing. I love the world. And you were like an Amazon best
0: seller Yay.
1: and congratulations Thanks, on that. Girl. What's your book called? Uh, passionistas
2: tips, tales, and tweetables from women pursuing their dreams.
0: Okay. So I can't read it. Yes, you can. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. You can give
1: it to your favorite lady. Yeah. You can give it to your favorite lady. <laughs> uh, okay. And where can people learn more about, about you?
2: me? About uh, me? EricaDellaCruz.com. Don't so write her. Yeah. No, write me. write you. But. No, please write me. Please write me. <laughs> no, no, I have humans like navigating get, all channels and I love you. She's got nothing
0: but time. Yeah. Like exactly
2: yeah nothing but time uh ericadelacruz.com so it's e-r-i-k-a-d-e-l-a-c-r-u-z.com and um yeah you can learn more watch videos there's content there and there's more information on passion to paycheck which is the event in la so Mm -hmm. you know flying down driving down whatever it is um it's gonna be freaking amazing. Very cool. Lots of my favorite TV personalities.
0: You are, are exactly I you. what I needed today.
1: Yep, I <gasps> know. Bo, I, love you. I
0: just want to tell you that you are exactly what I needed, and I think a lot of the listeners are gonna be like, "This is exactly what I needed." So, thank you so much. Thanks, Bo. You're a fucking rock star. I she love is. This
1: shit show. And
0: uh, I hope we see you again on here. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Bo. I love you, Mary. I love you so much Mwah. from my heart, like twelve <laughs> feet down under my heart. Twelve feet down. <laughs> love you. Love Bye. you. Bye.
0: This episode of Campfire Shitshow was produced by Bo Hufford and Merrill Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stock. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.